Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back for another episode. Today's episode is um, all about biohacking skincare. And uh, my guest is Amitai Eshel. He is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Young Goose, and they make an incredible line of skincare. I've been using these products for a couple of months now, and I'm really impressed with my skin, my face. Um, you know, it's almost like wrinkles are, I mean, it's not that they're disappearing, but they're not as defined age spots, not as defined, like things are starting to fade. It's, and you know, full disclosure, this is part of my skincare stack. Someday I'll take you guys through the whole stack, but um, this, these products have really been phenomenal. So in this episode though, we don't just talk about these products. We talk about light therapy in skincare. We talk about the use of NAD for skincare. We talk about lots of different things. And Amitai is a really interesting guy. Like this is a guy who started off high level military and somehow ended up in this beauty industry. And so he's combined these two passions of extreme performance, if you will, with beauty and brought the sensibility to the skincare industry that I think is quite unique. So it's a great episode. It's full of information. If you want to learn more about Young Goose as a brand, you go to younggoose.com. If you want to follow them on Instagram, it's young underscore goose underscore skincare. And if you want to get a deal, which they very generously extended to the listeners of this podcast on these products, you can go to, you can use the link bit.ly forward slash younggoose20 and use discount code superhuman20, and that will get you 20% off your purchase. Um, and that's a code you can use over and over again. So really generous offer. I encourage you to take advantage of it. So thank you for being here. I totally appreciate you guys. If you're trying to connect with me, you know, you can find me on Facebook in the biohacking superhuman performance group. You can find me on Instagram at Natalie and of course, through my website, natnidham.com. So thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate you guys and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever, for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. All right. So enjoy the episode. And also, if you're looking to connect with me for any reason, with your comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can reach me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, or on MeWe in the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. Natalie is with an H between the T and the A, the second A. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Amitai Ashel, to the podcast. It is such a pleasure to see you again. The pleasure is all mine. 
Yes. Well, we um, we had the great pleasure of meeting at the Upgrade Labs conference for the first mm-hmm. time. And um, I got to tell you guys, Amitai is one of these people that you meet who has such a breadth of knowledge in so many different areas that the first question we can only start with is, how did you go from where you started to where you are today? Because you're such a wealth of information in so many different areas. I'm and I don't even know that we talked about this so much when we met because I was so fascinated by your booth and the products in the booth that I just really wanted to know about that. Although we did talk about how you were Green Beret, but, yeah. <laughs> but I need the story. So I mean, tell us about you and your story. And Yeah, so um, I think my story is... Uh... Is not very special as far as as far as um, my 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 the, the feelings I've had uh, or or the way I, I uh, made decisions um, you know throughout my life um, or the the uh, my 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 aspirations. But I do think that I've been very lucky in uh, what interested me along the way and um, the the choices I've made, which are obviously you know. Aren't they, you don't know what's going to happen in your future, but I, I feel very lucky about the choices I made and where it led me. So um, I'm originally Israeli. I grew up in uh, what I call the West Virginia of Israel, which are the Galilee Mountains. I normally like to say it because people immediately, you know, they have a flashback to some, some rural mountainous green uh, area. And that's where I grew up. I grew up uh, as a crow's, crow flies uh, about... Um, less than a mile from the Lebanese border, uh, very, very tense border uh, growing up. And, and um, since I was a teenager, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be in the Israeli Special Forces. Um, that in Israel, when you grow up, that's a very, that's kind of putting you in the uh, upper echelon of status or whatever that is. And that's that's the thought of a 14, 15 year old, right? You want to have high, high status. And um, so, so preparing my body for it, you basically get you, you start getting um, sifted and, and um, recruited to different uh, special forces forces entities uh, since the age of sixteen or especially seventeen. Mm-hmm. So I started preparing for that since I was fourteen, fifteen, and that uh, definitely takes a toll on the body. I, I, I you know, uh, put myself through the ringer since I'm a teenager. And um, got got accepted into uh, something equivalent to the Green Berets here. It's a unit called Egoz, which uh, is the uh, counter ma- counter guerrilla warfare units. Um, and basically, we practiced guerrilla warfare ourselves. And I ended up uh, being in charge of the uh, reconnaissance aspect uh, in our in our. Uh, basically, I was a, a, a reconnaissance uh, fighter for, for a while in that unit. And then I, I ended up being the head of the reconnaissance division in our school, okay. the guerrilla school. And along the way, I, I've, I've accumulated a lot of injuries and, and I wasn't very nice to my body. So uh, when I, uh, you know, finished my military service uh, in my early 20s, um, by the time I was 23, I was... You know, I had the uh, injuries accumulated uh, like a fifty-year-old, and being being a somewhat of a crazy guy, um, 
I'm obsessed with uh, with fighting, with jujitsu, with uh, um, exercise, lifting. That took uh, a lot of, out of my body, and and since I wanted to continue to do it for as long as uh, for as long as I can, I started to look into started looking into modalities to improve or optimize my health and kind of mitigate some of the injuries and um, um, micro disabilities that I that I. Uh, accumulated. Uh, and that kind of uh, took me personally on a path to uh, to what now we know as biohacking back then, you know, 15 years ago or <laughs> almost 20 years ago, that, that didn't exist as, as a word as far as I know. But um, in my professional career, I got recruited into uh, um, what is now a very reputable um, hair care brand, because we really uh, get get recruited out of out of the military to, to uh, pretty high positions of leadership, um, and uh, <laughs> I didn't want to do what what everyone else does, which is which is going to the tech industry. Yeah, I wanted yeah. you know I'm a little bit um, I think like most of us in that in our community I'm a contrarian, so I wanted to do something else a little bit. So I was in a, I I was the retail director uh, of a hair care company for a short time until it got sold out, got some money off of that. And uh, uh, started a startup in the light therapy field, yes. Which now, which now is integrated into one of the bigger companies in that field, and we sold that company as well. Uh, and since then, uh, I've had different endeavors in the biohacking space, which I really consider my community and my extended family. Um, and from personal talks between you and I, uh, Natalie, you know, I always, re- I always am very thankful. And very appreciative uh, to anyone who is contributing to our community um, and, and contributing to growing that community. Um, and that is part of, you know, I feel like why we're talking here today because, um, you know, giving back to that community and as far as education or 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 updates on on recent innovations in that field. Uh, I feel is part of the service that we, that I specifically, and, and I, I know you do too, uh, we need to give back. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you have a great podcast as well that, uh, where you do that as well, right? It's called yeah, so, Biohacking Beauty, which is yes. a great angle. You have some great episodes in there. I was poking around earlier. <laughs> yeah. And, and the idea of the Biohacking Beauty, I, you know, having a, now we have a skincare brand, uh, anyone who knows about NAD, we kind of, um, have innovated in, in the field of NAD for the skin. But the idea is uh, not necessarily to talk about skincare. You know, um, ha- having a skincare brand, you learn that even though you consider yourself a biohacking skincare brand, 90% of your, of your clients are not biohackers. They're yeah. just people who, who are interested in, in looking younger and buy your products. For those people, I feel... Uh, a sense of um, debt to them to introduce them into the biohacking field mm-hmm. and to also educate them that never mind what doesn't matter what product they're going to use mine or anyone else's they are not going to look younger if their other aspects of their health are not managed well uh, if they're not optimizing their gut there is no way they can they can treat for example acne long term mm-hmm. um and and we know it since since we're teenagers right we should eat this we shouldn't eat this 
uh, that's kind of self-explanatory. But as we grow older in our in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, our relationship with inflammation, with environmental stressors, uh, heavy metals, yeah. oxidative stress, it's red, blue light from our screens, obviously sleep and, the, and, and what we call sleep hygiene or the quality of our sleep, um, physical activity, all of those things, they play a much bigger role than, you know, applying a cream once or twice a day on our face. So biohacking beauty actually refers to everything else aside from, from our products. Yeah, no, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, you know, we, as a society, we're always looking for the quick fix. We're always looking for, what do I do for this one thing? And, you know, this one thing doesn't exist in isolation. It's part of a much bigger thing. And, uh, the, and I've, I've often said, you know, because my podcast also is very, very focused on longevity and optimizing performance and health and the whole nine yards. But I'm like, yeah, I want to live a really long time. I want to be able to explore things. I want to be vital. I want to have all those things. And I'd prefer not to look like a raisin. but that's to your point it's from the inside out right and uh and it has to do with all of the things that we do and we see it you know i'll tell you a funny story well not a funny story it's a terrible story but i have a neighbor who i had not seen since last summer and or the beginning Mm -hmm. I, i think the last time i saw him was in may and um i'm walking up the street not too long ago and we have a rehab hospital, not far from our house. And very often the, the patients from the rehab hospital walk around the street because we're in a very quiet neighborhood. So they're trying to get outside. They're trying to get some air. They're trying to get moving. And I see this little old man, you know, hunched over with a walker and a, and a big kid beside him, big younger man beside him. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking he's a guy from the rehab and let me back up by saying that my, my neighbor is in his, I think he's in his mid forties and he's Mm -hmm. two and a big strapping strong guy. And the little old man looks up and smiles and says, hello to me. And I realized that the little old man is my neighbor. Wow. Five months after I last saw him when he was a big strong man and I, I mean, you know, you know, when you meet someone, when you run into someone you haven't seen, you're like, oh, hi, how are you? You look great. And I was like, I, all I could say was what happened? <laughs> like, what wow. happened? And he uh, suffered pancreatitis and was in the hospital for three months. And guys, if you, if you cannot imagine how this man aged in the few months since I last saw him from this internal condition, his skin, his hair, his teeth, like every aspect of his physiology, he'd lost, I think probably 40 pounds, all of it muscle. Wow. It was really powerful. You know, I don't know how much of that he'll be able to recuperate. He obviously was very, very sick and is still fighting to get his health back. But it was a very incredible example to me. Like we don't imagine that the body can age that much in that little time when things really go sideways. And um, that was quite something. So when we talk about, you know, I mean, obviously he has bigger problems about how he looks, but when we talk about beauty comes from within, 
in that physiological way, never mind your personality and not being a horrible person. But when we talk about beauty coming from within, you can't, we can't stress it enough that all of the things that you do are going to have a massive impact regardless of what fabulous products you're using. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, and, and what I, what I'm connecting uh, with the most in what you said is that we cannot stress it enough because this should be a type of mantra uh, us as human beings, we're not, we didn't evolve and we're not very good in understanding uh, repercussions of, of accumulation of marginal gains or marginal decline. Yeah. We're very good at, at, at um, understanding quick fixes and, and silver bullets and 180 turnarounds. And, and that's how normally advertisement gets us. Um mm-hmm. Let's do this. But (laughs) yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we're not very good in understanding how one uh, cheeseburger a day is going to, you know, just think of Morgan Spurlock and his um, uh, Super Size Me uh, (laughs) movie, how you can basically, you know, run your health down in, in, I think, 30 days. I remember. Yeah, it wasn't very long, for sure. Not not very long. But uh, so the example I love, love giving uh, often is the uh, is the example is a positive example but the example of the British cycling team uh, which was not very good or did not win anything until until a coach came to them and uh, tweaked every aspect that he could uh, just by a little bit so very very interesting things like um bringing pillows that are that supported their head well anywhere they went yeah and uh painting their the the trailer that they had where they fixed the bikes painting it white so they can see every little piece on the floor or having you know uh tweaking different aspects uh by by a few percentages and since then that's that's the leading one of the leading um, bicycling teams in the world. No kidding. And that's called, yeah, that's called uh, aggregation of marginal gains. Nice. And that is, that is my favorite example about biohacking. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to elevate our health through tweaking as many aspects as we can in our lives. And, and that accumulation is what, what sets us apart from maybe the rest of, aging society, if you would. Yeah, no, I'm, I love it. And it's, um, it's, it's very true. So let's, let's, so let's dig into this a little bit. So we're not going to talk too much about all those other little things, because at the end of the day, although your expertise is vast, we're going to focus on the main areas. And before we get into actual skincare, one of your other areas of expertise that I think is really, for lack of a better word, hot right now <laughs> is, is light therapy. Right. Yeah. And uh, you and I had some, a couple of really interesting conversations about this, um, both in Miami and then in, and in Orlando. And you have quite a broad body of knowledge in this area. So maybe we can talk because there's, you know, people are always wondering. And, and one, of, one of the things we're seeing a lot of right now on if you're on Instagram or on Facebook and following a number of different biohackers, they're wearing these masks that have red light in them. So mm-hmm. 
I'd love your take on that because maybe we, you can talk a little bit about your interest in red light because I mean, which doesn't, which makes a lot of sense because we know that different wavelengths can affect different, different, different layers of healing in the body, not just the skin. Um, yeah. but, um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit because I know you've talked to me about a couple of little devices that I'm like, okay, when can I get one of those? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not things you sell. So I still know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so it's, anyway. important, it's important to, to emphasize that currently I don't have any financial interest in, in any light therapy product. Um, and, but that is one of the areas that, that have, you know, have made me a, 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 a more optimized individual and also has, has uh, contributed to, to my financial success. So I, I, I'm very appreciative, appreciative of that field. And a lot of the times when we hear about uh, something new to us, like light therapy, we tend to think that it's new to, to the world. So I think the most, the most important thing uh, to start with is, is to understand that light therapy or the effects of specific wavelengths on our body is something that has been around for centuries. Mm -hmm. uh, but especially if we talk about the uh, maybe our, our modern era and how it started relating to red light specifically, mm -hmm. we should know that it started in the 60s. And it's a very interesting uh, story. So um, when blue light or blue lasers were researched, uh, just, just by happenstance, you normally when you do a research, you have a control group. A control, a yeah. control group means a group of subjects that are not undergoing what whatever therapeutic model you're you're aiming to research and you can refer to them and kind of understand how someone would go along without without the therapy you're trying to you're trying to use and um when they were using blue lasers uh the control group sci the scientists chose to shine it was on mice by the way but the, the control group was basically mice who were irradiated with red lasers. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that was a control group. They yeah. didn't know red lasers would do anything. So, And what did they uh, hope the blue lasers were going to do? What was the what was the driver behind? Because there's benefits to all different. There's the green, the blue, the red. We only talk about the red. We tend to talk about blue as being bad because it's what comes at us from our computers. And we talk about it aging the skin and doing all these different things. But what we're in this case, they must have been researching the blue for some kind of benefit. Yes, I think it was dermicidal uh, benefits, which blue, of course, we know, or, or we should know that it's very beneficial for acne yeah. and for our eyes as well. I mean, we do need blue light. Our eyes need blue light in order to uh, start a few hormonal processes. Um, so, so our body refers to blue light um, as far as, as cues that it needs from the environment. Yeah. And a good example would be uh, the fact that uh, people in um, you know, areas that they get less sun, uh, throughout the year, develop seasonal affective disorder, which mm -hmm. is aptly dubbed sad. Yes. Um, and with a, with a kind of a natural or, or blue tinted light, uh, being exposed to uh, them being exposed to, uh, blue light, we can actually mitigate that, that, uh, ailment. Yeah. But in that, in that case, they were, they were looking at the germ germicidal effects of, 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 uh, blue light. Um, so these these mice, just to, to finish the story, uh, they they were they, the, their fur was was shaven for that experiment, 
and the mice that got exposed to the uh, red light, their, their, their fur grew twice as fast. And that was an <laughs> anecdote from that, from that experiment. But um, um, we really are, have started seeing red light uh, being used in the late 90s, and, uh, sorry, late 80s and 90s for um, mouth ulcers that weren't healing after chemo, chemo or mainly radiation. Mm -hmm. which are called, uh, which are, which are very, you know, very, 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 very uh, troubling. So when, when you're going through that, they bother uh, you eating, et cetera. Oh yeah, no, it's not, it, it contributes to the cataxia. It contributes to all the issues around. Yeah. Recovering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so, so red light has been, has been used for that or red laser has been, has been used for that. Um, aspect of medicine for a very long time, and we've we've started seeing um, publications and, and people using it for um, less, you know, medical straight up medical applications in the early 2000s. And that's just kind of to to set someone at ease if they're they're going to go that down that rabbit rabbit hole of light therapy. Uh, they should know it, it didn't start yesterday, and there yeah. is substantiated science uh, to back it up over well over 1,000 uh, uh, articles being that have been published uh, on, on light therapy or low-level laser therapy, red light therapy. It has a lot of photobiomodulation. It has a lot of names. Yeah. And in order to understand what uh, the wavelengths of red and near-infrared uh, light specifically, what they do to our body, uh, we need to understand uh, one thing. First of all, just to let you know, uh, I'm not talking about infrared saunas. No. Uh, that's, very, that's very important because a lot of the times people conflate infrared saunas with light therapy. Yeah, well, they say, so, if I have an infrared sauna, do I need a, light, a red light therapy device? It's like, yes, they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're not only different. The, the, the rule is if something gets turned into uh, thermal energy, mm -hmm. it's not going to get uh, utilized for chemical energy in right. our cells. And, and so that's just a, just an anecdote. So um, we need to understand a word called hormesis. Uh, hormesis is a word that, that's growing in, in, in usage and popularity in our community and in the scientific community in general. Um, and I love uh, Dave Asprey's little, little description, which is literally, this is the quintessential, but doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Absolutely. It's not really the... So it's not really the case with hormesis. We can we can not kill someone, but still still harm them. But the 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 idea is that that moderate amount of stress uh, can signal our, our our body can kind of supercompensate. Our body can can grow stronger from it. You can think of of a gym, right? We're stressing our muscle muscles, and our muscles grow. Yeah. Uh, sauna, um, intermittent fasting, turmeric is hormetic, for example. Exactly. And upregulates glutathione as a hormetic response to the stress that, the yes. thing, which a lot of people miss, right? They all think, yeah. oh, it's so good for you. And it is, but it isn't. And it's only yeah. good in the right amounts at the right time for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. And even metformin, uh, a diabetic drug, and not only that drug, there are a few such as acarbol, um, they're all hormetic. So they're, they all apply that stress on different processes in the body, uh, even even um, broccoli sprouts do it. Yes. Uh, yes. So 
So hormesis is that, that aspect. And light therapy is hormetic. So a lot of times I, I like to describe the reason that our body can even use it. Uh, that if you look at the sun when it's way up high in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, don't look at the sun, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sky would be would be blue. Yeah. And when you look, when the sun is close to the horizon, the sky has a red tint. And the reason is because it ha- the light has more atmosphere, which means water, it travels through. And water absorbs wavelengths, wavelengths of light. And what we're left with is red which is not absorbed well by water. Mm-hmm. And through the ages, our body evolved to utilize that aspect of red light or near infrared, which is basically red light that we cannot see. Yeah. Okay, it's in the infrared spectrum, but we can look at it as, as a type of red light. Um, and that light also isn't getting absorbed by our body's water or other photo acceptors, photo receptors we have in the body, such as, uh, hemoglobin or melanin or, you know, different ones. What does absorb it is our mitochondria, a specific enzyme in the mitochondria. And, you know, everyone, everyone who has had uh, some biology in high school can remember the saying, uh, mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. Absolutely. So we can really, we can really think of, of, of the mitochondria as such. It's, it's the engine of our car, which is the cell. So if we want to go somewhere, we need to have a functioning engine and the better engine, better functioning engine is going to get us there safer, faster, more efficiently, etc. So light, so red and near infrared light, apply that hormetic stress on our mitochondria, on the oxygen utilizing part of the mitochondria. And through that, we, we basically our mitochondria kind of overreacts. You can think of the gym for the, like a gym for your mitochondria. Yep. So what it does, the mitochondria releases all the kind of uh, accumulated waste yep. that, it, that it accumulated. Yep. And one important waste material is nitric oxide. So when we think of uh, why it's healthy to drink beet juice uh, or breathe through your nose or, you know, feel it or why people take like, pre-workout, some of them, they have nitric oxide, um, they have the ability to raise, yeah, to, bra- to raise nitric oxide. So nitric oxide basically dilates our blood vessels mm-hmm. and um, we can get more oxygenated blood wherever we want it, wherever we need it. So that's one aspect. The other aspect of light therapy is the fact that we increase ATP, which is literally cellular fuel. Um, and the third one is that we eliminate oxidative stress. So uh, the, the combination of those three things, I think is, is kind of self-explanatory how the combination of those three things would create a healthier tissue. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about. Obviously, our skin receives it first. Yeah. So um, we can talk about strategies to maybe uh, have it receive less of it or more of it. But it's important to know that, that it is very beneficial for your skin. Mm-hmm. But I can give an example that the San Francisco 49ers, they have a room of uh, red light therapy yeah. that uh, helps them recover. And any major sports team by that by this point uh, are using uh, light therapy at some, at some capacity for recovery, mm-hmm. their muscles. But really we can look at it for anything from benef- benefits to our blood vessels, collagen production, um, muscle recovery, reduction of inflammation, and even uh, nerve 
uh, cartilage and yeah. bone, they all can benefit from light there. Um, yeah, so that's just like a maybe short lesson. But let's talk about these masks that everybody's wearing right now. Right? Okay. So let's talk a little bit so, about, because there's, you know, in the biohacking community, and I, you know, some of the people listening to this podcast have been following biohacking for a while. Some are a little bit newer. Some find the biohacking word very scary. Some think it's the best thing ever. But in the biohacking community, it's been a lot about these red light panels. And people have been talking about, and I think what's starting, what's becoming interesting is that people are, yeah, I want to live a long time and I, I want to look good at the same time, right? And I yeah. think it's also as the biohacking community is growing up and starting to age, yeah, they're starting to get to the point where they're like, and you know, I'd be at the front of the pack here. I'm like, okay, this is great. I want to live a really long time. I want to be kicking ass. And also I'd like to look okay at the same time. So red light has really come to the forefront as a tool that we can use because it upregulates the production of collagen. Like in addition to all of the other things that you were just talking about, there are aesthetic benefits to it yes. as well. Yeah. So those masks, do you want to talk to me a little bit about those masks? I know you're going to start shaking your head. <laughs> no problem. But in general, we really, you know, it doesn't matter if we have a dollar in our bank account or $100 million in our bank account. We don't want to be, we don't want to be a sucker, right? We don't no. want to be a fool and invest in the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. um, so when we look at the, what we want to look when we, when we consider a light therapy device, tool, whatever that may be, mask, we really want to look at the amount of stimulation we're getting for what price and also what other benefits we can get from it, how versatile a said device is, right? Yeah. And those masks, let's just start with the fact that they're not versatile. That's, yeah. that's maybe it's the a one trick wonder. Yeah, exactly. So today you want, you want your skin to look better. And tomorrow you hurt your knee running or you, you're, you develop plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. And we would obviously want one tool, if we could, that would treat all of those and not having to have, you know, a closet full of essentially the same technology applied to different areas. So that's the first thing I'm going to say about those masks. The second thing is, um, as a general rule, they're not strong enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As a general okay. rule, if you, so I'm going to, I'm going to give a lot of examples uh, that are uh, about the gym because it's the easiest. Mm -hmm. um, so as a general rule, when we look at stimulation, we have a lower threshold and we have a higher, a, 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 a higher threshold. So if I pick up a pad, my phone and I'm going to try to, you know, lift it over my head, me becoming a bodybuilder is going to be very difficult, right? But if I try to lift, um, I don't know, the, the, I mean, a hotel room, so that, 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 uh, the bookshelf, couch behind yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is, I'm going to injure myself and that's going to be counterproductive as well. So we're working within, within these parameters. And within light therapy, we more, we want to look more at accumulation mm -hmm. rather than, um, rather than like trying to reach the, the higher threshold. Right. Too okay, much so, too fast. So, yeah. Yeah. So these masks can't, can be okay if they are strong enough, but on, I, I'm telling you from a manufacturer's point of view, 
they are all made in China by specific manufacturers and slap then then they slap a, a logo a brand name on them yeah and none of them are strong enough not even remotely okay so they may be able to give benefits over time mm-hmm. but you're not going to get very profound benefits um and and they're just on average they cost a few a few hundreds of dollars um and and they there are better devices that are going to give you those effects for the same amount of money and that you can use in different places. And so, okay. amazing. So in terms of, before we move on to what those might be, in terms of um, the benefits that you can get from red light. So we were talking about this earlier and you know we're going to talk about the different aspects of aging that, that affects. And everybody's, you know, because it's what we see, everybody's obsessed with the skin. Right. So mm-hmm. the skin is the first thing that we observe. But I will tell you that as over the last couple of years, particularly in the last year, what's really come to my attention is that the infrastructure under the skin is probably where we want to be spending a bit more time and energy addressing because, you know, Mother Nature, gravity will have its way with us. Things will start to slide. Things move from one place to another. Bone structure starts to diminish as well. Can red light, not the mass necessarily, but the right red light, can that help to address what's happening underneath as well as not just on top? Because you talked about earlier, you know, it stimulated hair growth for the mice, which is amazing. We have a lot of people who, for many reasons, lose their hair as they age or after an illness. There's a particular illness around at this time that seems to have that effect on certain people. Yes. Um, And but can it get below? Yes. So um, the answer is yes. And we can, we can even biohack that. And I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but firstly, the, our face, even though we're, 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 we see our skin, right? So, so there is a reason uh, beauty maintenance is called skincare. Yeah. Uh, but our skin is, is being a, just like a house, the house walls are not necessarily the paint on the house mm-hmm. or the outer layer yeah. only you need to have infrastructure. As you said, um, our, our face and our youthful appearance also relies on a few things, our fat yeah. face and that fat starts to deplete over time, specifically in air or, or the structure of that fat. So for example, the structure here starts to deplete over time and then it doesn't support the, the, um, the, the skin in the same way we start our muscle mass starts to diminish mm-hmm. and um and obviously uh there are processes in the skin that also that also uh influence that such as glycation um uh, decreased collagen production and repair um epigenetical mistakes or uh corruption of epigenetic material, yeah. uh, etc. Yeah. So, so red light can actually influence many, many, many different aspects of, of youthful appearance. And one of the things I would like to um, emphasize that maybe you and I, will, when we're talking about how we look, we are talking about the, the skin of our face, but we, these, these, processes and effects are happening in the rest of our body as well. Yes. Maybe now 
in Canada, it's probably getting cold and no one's going to wear a bikini uh, right now, but uh, no, not till next in, week. In my, <laughs> no. <laughs> so us living in Miami uh, year round, you also care about how your, your the skin on your body, how it's draped over your body, if you would. Uh, so yeah, so light therapy can affect uh, different aspects, even though we, we like to say that most of the absorption is three millimeters in the tissue. That's going to be kind of where our subcutaneous fat or our hypodermis, which is the innermost layer of the skin, uh, that's where they reside. That's kind of where it's going to reach mostly. But but there are what we call cascade of metabolic events that that that, that, that goes are deeper. deeper. Yeah, and also some of the light does reach uh, our deeper tissue, as we stated before. So that's why it's important to have maybe a higher uh, power than, than just a minimum threshold. We do want to reach those inner uh, layers. And there are even, so there was a study uh, published recent, recently and also written about in, in prominent newspapers of how light therapy can help with dementia. Yes, yes. And there is even a company that, there are a couple of companies. Uh, one of them is Violite. Another one is, is, a, is a friend of mine, uh, which is a, a company that is now uh, being uh, being kind of funded through Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding website, which is called Sarah with a C. Uh, and they they work on... Um, C-E-R-O? Uh, C-E-R-A. Oh, Sarah, C-E-R-A. Uh, yes. And what do they make? Uh, they make a photobiomodulation for the brain. So, so actually oh, wow. for the brain and for the gut. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard about this. Yes. Yes. And so, so the best way to uh, refer to light therapy is PBM or photobiomodulation, yeah. which photo means light, bio means our biology, modulation obviously means the modulation of it. Yeah. So that's a good way to, to describe what light therapy is. Uh, but we'll go back and forth as far as as far as referring to it as, as such. So um, you could even reach the brain with um, wavelengths who are a little bit longer, who are in the near infrared spectrum, yeah. such as 810 or 850. And um, that is why now that we're going to go into, uh, with your permission, into devices that I do like, yeah. Um, yeah. they can be versatile. So for example, I meditate with with uh, with a light therapy panel um, very close to my to my head yeah um, and and, the, and through my bio strap I can see uh, improvement in, in my uh, yeah <laughs> in your meditation metrics in, yeah yeah in my meditation metrics so um, I love simple panels okay everything you know that is not a simple panel is basically is basically a simple panel broken down into a more pliable slash easier to use, um, you know, application. Mm -hmm. But that normally means that it would be more expensive for the same amount of photons we're going to get eventually into our skin. Um, so if we're talking about return on investment, light panels such as, um, you know, we can name names of companies if, if you would like, but light panels, you know, we have um, Juve is probably the most popular one. Mm -hmm. um, Dave Asprey uh, yep. started his own company company recently. There is a company that I like just because of their warranty and, and their their um, the time that they have been in business, which is uh, Platinum LEDs. They're probably the... Uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's normally when people ask me off the top of my head what they should get. Normally, I, I refer them to platinum LEDs, and even ones that are really on the kind of really on the upper end of of the power output that people should be using, which is chroma. Mm. That's probably for the uh, for the uh, real explorers out there. Uh, it's, um, it's a, uh, a device that can burn you if you're not oh, if wow. you're not careful. Yeah, yes. so we have to be paying attention to those. Y- you have to be, and you have to know that that you know I'm a pretty extreme person, so I need to pace myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to to know it about yourself if you are one like that and, and take it into account. But basically, what we're talking about is the amount of photons our body gets, and that that would be it. So if you're wearing, if you're taking a mask, or or, or you're you're you know you're buying mask or, or a panel, whatever that may be. What we want to do eventually is accumulate uh, a simulation that is worth 50 to 100 jewels in general, okay? In, in your total that, treatment time. In your total treatment time, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so as far as how to use something like that, it's, it's pretty pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you just you know stand in front of it, and the further you are away from it, the less penetration you're going to have. Yeah, well, that is one of the criticisms I think that a lot of the panels get is that so much of that power is dissipated into the room, right? And so, I mean, I myself have a Juve panel, and I've used it for a number of years. And at the beginning, at the end of last year, one of the four, first podcasts that I recorded was with a company that has introduced a new type of device in the photobiomodulation world that I would say is certainly for, for various injuries and for applying to my gut and different parts of my body, I have found to be way more effective. I've gotten way more bang for my buck from this thing and nothing against you. Like, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you maybe you have both because the nice thing about a panel is you can get full body exposure. Whereas with, with this little guy, which is, you know, I mean, not that I want to advertise it, but this is the flex beam. I can actually put it on and it has different modalities. So you can adjust how deeply by the, it's by the length, the wavelength that it's delivering and the way that it's delivering it, it's going to, um, it's going to go deeper into the system. So I agree. Yeah, I think that I mean, at the end of the day, picking your red light device is really about to your point. And you started with this, you know, like the mask maybe is a little bit too limiting and you just don't need that. Like you can get it done with a panel or even with this flex beam just by holding it in front of your face, you know, like just right here. Um, And you'll get the benefits. It'll be way more powerful. You won't have to spend as much time. And then you can do lots of other things with it as well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, first of all, you're 100% correct. And what I like, so uh, rule of thumb, as far as when we do look at light therapies and their different structure or the devices that use them, if you could uh, hold the flex beam again to the camera, we'll, we'll see that it has like huge vents in the back of it. Yeah. And that's that's some, that's something important, uh, vents and, and fans, obviously, that cool the device. And that's kind of something important to remember that if it would be strong enough, this is a device that would need a, a type of a cooling system that is going to be expressed by open vent, open air vents 
and fans running while the device is running, okay? Yeah. So if we yeah. see a panel, uh, a mask, anything that doesn't have a cooling system, it's probably either not strong enough or barely strong enough, okay? So that's just as a rule of thumb. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, the Flex the FlexBeam is an amazing device. Uh, and obviously, we can, it's, it's very, very, very easy to use. Uh, you could just wrap it around the body part. Um, and it's portable. Yes. You can take and it with you. And it's portable, which, yeah. which a panel wouldn't be very portable. Not so much. No. No. <laughs> um, but but just because because I believe the panel has, a, a panel has so many different applications from exposing specific body parts to exposing our whole body to it and getting kind of a, a holistic benefit. Um, you know, either or would be great. Yeah. Now, something important to 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 emphasize and to your point, uh, in light therapy, the larger area we expose ourselves to, the small, the lower the stimulation we get per centimeter squared mm-hmm. per body part. It's not only about the strength; it's also about how how our body reacts to this to right. this stimulation. Right. Okay. And I'm not going to bore you with the science of it because it's quite boring. Um, but basically, just try to remember it should be like a sharpened knife. Okay? Exactly. We want a, a a concentrated effect on a very on a specific area. We want to have it very concentrated. But if we just want holistic benefits, we can expose our whole body to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's about that. Uh, maybe I would I would say the last thing about light therapy that I really 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 like is its effect on hair growth, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people care about. So if you remember, I did mention the fact that it dilates blood vessels, uh, which is one of the best things about it, actually. Uh, and what happens, especially to men, uh, but not necessarily only, is that the accumulation of DHT, which is a derivative of testosterone, which coats our hair follicle and deprives it from blood. And that's how those hair follicle, you know, kind of uh, attend. They start to die. They, yeah. they get star- starved out. Yeah. They, they, their blood doesn't reach them. They become uh, more fragile and they die eventually. So what light therapy does, by dilating those blood vessels, we can have more blood uh, reach the hair follicle. And especially if we can combine it with a DHT blocker, and there are a lot of them on the market. So anything from, uh, uh, you know, there are different- Finasteride and- Finasteride, for example. But even if you want to go the more holistic route, you can even, you know, to some extent do it with DH, GHKCU and a micro- micro, Microne- uh, microneedling, my, yeah, microneedling roller. Even though uh, my dermatologist friends don't like when I recommend uh, a, an at-home microneedling roller, yeah, you could do it. Well, they, you uh, know, there's a company that I spoke to recently, and and they have a hair um, restoration serum. And what they do is they actually have a stamp. And I wonder if yeah. the stamp might be a little less. Um, injurious because the problem with the roller and the home ones is they can, I think what a lot of people don't like about them is they can tear the skin a little bit, whereas the stamp might be a little bit more direct. Also, if you have hair, it's not going to wrap your hair around the roller and extract yes. the hair as you're trying to <laughs> rejuvenate the, the hair follicles yes. that are damaged. What I would, what I would say about those stamps is that they are, again, they're, 
wholly they're meeting they're meeting China they're shipped in in very large quantities uh, they're screwed on a, a vial basically and when you yeah. when you stamp uh, your your hair there are ones for the face as well for example uh, you're you're getting those those like a delivery those, of exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, very 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 important that when you get one you submerge it into in, in alcohol and you sanitize it um, okay that's that's kind of my my two cents about that and we have played with that in our skincare company as a model delivery for a peptide called G, uh, sorry that's called BPC157 yes uh, <laughs> to the skin um, and so and and we're we just we're gonna get it. We're gonna come out with it eventually. We just have so many things uh, in our pipeline that that you know it's it's hard to to get everything out when we want it. Hey, folks! We interrupt this podcast to bring you our and to thank our newest sponsor, which is Bioptimizers. And we're in real luck because this month Bioptimizers is launching their Black Friday deal right now right now during the first week of the month of November. And not only are they going to be giving you a huge discount all month long, they are also going to be giving away over $200 worth in free gifts. This is their biggest sale of the entire year. So this is the perfect time to stock up on some of their best-selling magnesium breakthrough. This is the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief, better sleep, all in one bottle. The truth is that most magnesium supplements fail simply because they're synthetic and they're not full spectrum. And you see, when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets an upgrade from your brain to your sleep, pain, inflammation, even less stress. So it's not just about the huge discount during the entire month of November. As I mentioned earlier, Bioptimizers is also offering all sorts of awesome free gifts and products worth over $200 with select purchases, as long as you use my unique code, which I'm going to get to. This is literally the best time to get the lowest prices, to stock up, and to take advantage of all the free extras you're going to get. You can only get this exclusive deal through my link, special for you listeners. You will not find this on Amazon or even the Bioptimizers website. All you have to do is go to www.magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash Bionat and use code Bionat to get your discount and free gifts today. One last thing before I go, you should know that all Bioptimizer supplements are really the best in class, but if for some reason you feel differently, you can get a full refund up to a full year after your purchase, no questions asked. So once again, the link to go to right now for this exclusive deal is www.magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash Bionat, and make sure that you also use promo code Bionat, B-I-O-N-A-T. So do it while supplies last and don't miss the November 30th deadline. Ready, set, go. But first, let's get back to our episode. Let's move into skincare now because we've been talking okay. about red light and light for a long time and it's all been very educational and informative. Can I just say one more thing? One last thing. Yes. One last thing. Uh, we, we did speak about, you know, exposing, exposing a large area, getting less benefits, smaller yeah. area, getting more benefits. Yeah. And part of that mechanism is because we 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 deal with free radicals yes. when we deal with with or free radical release when we deal with light therapy and by supplementing on 
free radical scavengers, such as green tea, mm-hmm. okay, EGCG, which is a free radical scavenger in, in green tea, we can improve uh, the results of light therapy. Yes. Okay. So, so that's kind of a great something to summarize it. Yeah, no, that's a great um, point. I also like molecular hydrogen for that because it, it will scavenge and it's yes, yes, selective. Yes. It, you know, it doesn't get rid of all the oxidation. It's selective. And so, and you want some, but not too much. So sometimes. And maybe, and maybe not use uh, any kind of ozone releasing devices slash creams, whatever that may be uh, when you're using light therapy or maybe it trying to even start. Yeah. Yeah. Even trying to separate them by five, three to five days. Oh, interesting. Uh, some research shows. Okay, cool. Just saying. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, skincare. Well, I want to talk about skincare because ultimately that is currently your project. That is that is the yeah. brand that you and you know with with a guy with a person like you who has gone into so many different directions. It's always interesting to see where do you end up putting your focus, right? Yes, and you're going to put your focus really where you feel you're going to be able to deliver the most benefit for your audience or your clientele. And, you know, one of the many things that I love about your skincare, number one is you use peptides and you even talk about BPC-157 as a future, which I'm very interested about because BPC-157, we know it for wound healing, for musculoskeletal repair, for gut healing, for brain recovery, for all those things. But as a wound healer, which is where you're looking at these regenerative properties for the skin, it doesn't get nearly as much attention. So I will be really interested to learn about that when you come out with it. But in the meantime, you have this incredible line of skincare, which I've been using now for, I don't know, maybe three weeks, not not quite since when we met, but not long after. Mm-hmm. And again, look, you know what, guys, like I'm not 20 years old, like I'm 50 seven, I'm going to be 58 soon. <laughs> I have a hard time saying it sometimes. And so am I going to see my, my skin completely transform in three weeks? No. You know what? 58 years of life, being a lifeguard, doing all the things that I've done is not going to come undone. But certainly in terms of what I've seen, I really like the product. But now let's, but there, but you have a very unique approach to what you're helping the skin with. And from GH, from the, the tripeptide, the copper peptide, GHKCU, right through to using NAD. Um, and so talking about how those, is how NAD becomes bioavailable to skin cells? How deep does it go? Are you addressing the salvage pathway of NAD? Like all of those different aspects. Let's talk. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. So first of all, something uh, just... Um, I believe that one of the original biohacks is skincare. Any skincare is biohacking. The fact that we call ourselves, so my brand is called Young Goose, yeah. and we call ourselves the world's first biohacking skincare. That's a lie. <laughs> Every skincare is biohacking. Okay. You know, probably when we lived in caves, uh, we smeared um, mud. <laughs> mud, mud for sure, yeah. but also um, fat on our face. That's biohacking. We are using the environment to, 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 or, or parts of the environment to affect our biology um, and the expression of our, our biology. So the, we're just saying it because we're the first one addressing it as biohacking. Yeah. Uh, so when we 
started, we've been, we've been formulating for other companies for a very long time under the brand name Hormesis. Okay. Just like we spoke about. So we literally own the, the trademark for Hormesis in, in, in uh, skincare. Good one. Cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when we, we wanted to make a brand which we would build upon, which people would recognize, the problem was that a week before we registered it for other areas, we uh, someone registered it for supplements. No. Uh, <sighs> yes. So we decided to, to call an audible and, 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 and to uh, look for a different name because we, we don't know how the other company is going to be and we don't want to be associated with another company. Yeah, right? and it's confusing uh, anyway. But So why Young Goose? Why Goose? So yeah. <laughs> young I get, but why a Goose of all things? It's, uh, it's, it's uh, twofold. So I, I used to be called uh, Goose back in the day, but it, it's, not, it's not for that specifically. Uh, my partner, who is uh, a very wealthy individual and, and uh, can, can afford the good things in life, uh, has a lot of things with the word goose in them or his family. So they wear golden goose shoes and they drink gray goose and they have a kind of the goose jacket. And he said, you know, goose sounds good. Uh, it's, it's popular. And I was like, you know what? It connects with me as an individual. Let's call it Young Goose. All so right. we, we call it Young Goose. And uh, we, we love to be unique. And the name is unique. It sure is. Well, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely memorable. That's for sure. And, and what, you know, normally when you look at skincare, and if I can describe the meta of skincare, the kind of, uh, the rules in, 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 in retail, normally you do not want to educate the customer. You want to go for what the customer, what is hot right now in the market and uh, give the customer what they already are looking for. And uh, mm-hmm. we decided to break the rules as we like doing and to do the exact opposite, to look at what is the most effective modality that is available right now in the world and, and, and create products that we know would, make the, would, would be the most efficacious. And that is the route we went uh, to. So the first uh, development we, we, we had was um, for NAD. So NAD, just in two words or in a sentence, NAD is to the mitochondria what the mitochondria is to us or to our body or to yes. our cells. Okay. So that powers the mitochondria. It declines with age. And that decline literally is the one of the biggest culprits in aging because we don't have the fuel we need. Uh, and right. really, if you want to look at what aging is, our skin specifically, but other aspects of aging as well, it's the accumulation of unrepaired damage. So when our Perfect. body cannot repair itself, it accum- and the, these, these damages accumulate. That's what we feel is aging from a wrinkle to our knee hurting, et cetera, uh, how we digest food, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's universal currency of aging. Correct. So, Perfect. So yeah. um, normally, so just to give you an idea from the publicly traded company that makes NAD supplements, uh, which is True Niagen uh, or Chromadex is the company who owns it, we know that is they sell for about a quarter billion dollar a year, just to give you an idea how how big that industry wow. is. And we're not even yeah. talking about other companies who don't. Their 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 numbers are not published published and IVs of people doing NAD, eh, mm-hmm. etc. The problem with NAD, as far as supplementation and even an IV, is that your skin doesn't enjoy much of it. Uh, most of it gets get, gets to our liver, and the rest gets a little bit 
into our muscles, our brain, our skin is very, is, is not. Well, it's, it's, it's not a high priority to the body, exactly, yes. right? Yes. To the body, the body's going to prioritize the organs it needs to survive and to function. Correct. As far as your body's concerned, skin, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is that this process is not a clean process. Our body has no idea what NAD is when we give it to it. Our body is used to making NAD from building blocks of NAD, which are called precursors. Okay. So they're our body knows what to do with building blocks of NAD, but not with NAD as a whole. So you'll see mm-hmm. part, maybe like just a PSA, okay? You'll see two types of, of, of ways to elevate NAD right now in the world that are popular. One is straight up NAD. The other one are NAD precursors. And the main ones are NR and NMN, nicotinamide yeah. riboside and nicotinamide mononucleotide. There are financial interests in both sides. So you'll see, you know, publications saying this is better, this is better from a skeptic's point of view. They're both very, very similar. Okay. So the body knows what to do with these two, but less with, with uh, straight up NED. And I'm going to just um, maybe remark that it's different in the brain. So when we talk about the brain, uh, we can, we can, our, our brain can use NED wholly as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. But again, as we said, doesn't matter what we give precursors, straight up NAD, our skin's not going to enjoy it uh, very much. Uh, so what we did was we developed together with, uh, with a professor in the Weizmann Institute, which is similar to, uh, it's a technological institute that's, that's very, 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 very successful. A lot of Nobel laureates came out of there. Yeah. It's in Israel. It, I like to describe it as the Israeli MIT. Um, yeah. So, a lot of good research comes out of there. A lot of research on the gut, on the microbiome. They've they've published a lot of really interesting hyperbar- stuff over the last few years. Our hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's it's definitely it definitely contributed to our community uh, and to the world of health, and is continuing to do that. It's an amazing place. Um, so so we've we basically made a topically available version of those precursors. There are other products in the market that, again, because NAD is starting to become popular, are using NAD in their formulation. The problem is, as, as we said, especially in our skin, our skin doesn't have connections. It doesn't have the path, the, the highways to, uh, to usher NAD into the cell where it needs it. Um, it does have, however, highways for those precursors. So what we do is we break down, we, we basically break down NAD to these precursors. We wrap them in, in vehicles for that highway. Uh, we wrap that we lipolize them and yeah. uh, we nanosize them and lipolize them. So they're small enough to get into our, uh, into our skin through our pores. And then they are stable enough to drive on that highway and get into the cell where then in our cell, they are being built into NAD. Uh, that's- and so when you lyophilize them, so you're making them, you're giving them the ability to come across the cellular membrane, right? Which is... Actually, so is actually, that- actually, that's not, not necessarily why. The reason is, is because, uh, especially NR, they're not very stable. So they are very mm. reactive. And um, they're naturally occurring uh, molecules in the body. So for example, we're just going to talk about another patent that exists for NR as a supplement. 
the patent is not on NR. You cannot patent something that is naturally occurring in the body. The patent is on the stabilizing method of NR. Naturally, ah, there are already okay. two of them. So um, Nestle invested, and we have a history of talking about Nestle, you and I, but uh, uh, Nestle invested millions of dollars into research in, in stabilizing NR. And um, what we what we did is we, we, we basically uh, isolated NR and NMN from, from its reactive environment by uh, uh, lyophilizing them or lipolizing them in, in. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we can look at lipolization from anything from supplements to certain inoculations that are popular now in the world that needs need to be, uh, uh, lipolized. Yeah. But we won't, we, we won't talk about cause we don't have enough hours in the day for that. Yeah. So it's in a little, little transport vehicle, let's say, so that stabilizes it, gets it into the cell. So then how does it get freed so that it's now useful to the mitochondria what's in, once it's in there? So it get, actually gets degraded. Uh, it, it gets degraded when, when it travels through that highway. Uh, these are um, uh, biomimetic uh, lipids. So these lipids actually are being utilized uh, by the skin and our cells. And what we are left with when, when that when that molecule is ushered into the cell is a, a free form of precursors of, of building blocks of NAD, which then the cell can very easily use uh, in order to create NAD out of it. And NAD, just to let you know, is involved in over 600 processes in our body. Mm -hmm. And just emphasize how important it is. If we take it magically out of the body, that person would be dead in 30 seconds. So yeah. So it's a, it is a very important molecule that does it a lot more than just, you know, supporting energy. A lot of different processes actually rely on NAD. They refer to NAD, even if to work or not. So one of them, and people would probably uh, be familiar with the book Lifespan by David Sinclair, yeah. uh, uh, Professor David Sinclair from Harvard um, and the Sinclair Lab, of course, in Harvard, um, talking about sirtuins which are, uh, I dub them our anti-aging genes, but called longevity genes. And they make sure that the, uh, the information from our DNA is correct. Um, yes. And by, some of that DNA damage. Correct, yeah. yes. So um, they literally have some kind of, I'm going to heuristically describe it, but basically they look at the amount of NAD available to them. And they're not even going to work if there's not enough NAD. Okay, before they even use it. Um, yeah. So, so that is a main aspect of um, of our technology or our formulations. Uh, they, our formulations are what we call stacks. Okay, sirtuin activating compound, uh, sirtuin activating compounds. Um, so, so we NAD or the precursor of NAD in our formulation is meant to support those. Sirtuin, uh, sirtuin genes, and the subsequent proteins and enzyme they encode, and specifically delivered to skin cells. Correct. Yes. Right. So because to your point, you just you can use sirtuin activators systemically. The skin is kind of low man on the totem pole, so you're just it's just not going to get there. So, and, and again, I mean, this is what I think captures people when they talk to you is. And, and this, these are the questions that don't get asked so yeah. often. 
yes, you've got all these great ingredients in your skincare, but how do you know it's getting to where you need it, where this, where the body's actually going to use it for what you want it to be used for? So we've just talked about how we're getting NAD to the cell and into the mitochondria so that it's, you know, hopefully the, the mitochondria says, amazing, mitochondria doesn't give a crap about anything else. It's right. just in the cell, it's just going to take what it needs. What else? There's there are other aspects to this skincare that make it quite revolutionary. So yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about because I I asked you earlier about the NAD salvage pathway and then this enzyme this enzyme CD38 which upregulates as we age and it chews through more of our NAD. Yeah. So I'm going to guess from the look on your face that you've thought of that too and have yes. addressed it. <laughs> so we are addressing it and we love addressing it. And also that is obviously we're getting into the, uh, the, the weeds here of, of, uh, of uh, NAD in our, in our body. So uh, that's, that's our, our, our passion and our love and, you know, supporting NAD in different ways is, is what we are, we, we are aiming to do. Um, so 38, we can really look at it as, as what breaks down NAD in our body. And um, through different infections, maladies, uh, and just plain old aging, uh, it, it, gets, it gets more prominent in the body and breaks down more NAD, which then uh, our body works very hard to uh, recycle. But that is not a very efficient, clean process. So we lose a lot of NAD in that process. Um, so... One of the things that downregulates CD38 is apigenin, which is uh, the ex. Yep. That's what makes you sleepy in chamomile. In chamomile. Yes. In, no, no. In chamomile. Oh, chamomile. Okay. Yeah, ca- chamomile. Like chamomile. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about chamomile. Right, chamomile. It's amazing. That but, was my ear. Sorry but, about that. Uh, okay. So in chamomile, yes. yes. So what we do, but but we do need to downregulate CD38 pretty frequently in a lo- and in low doses. So uh, in our cleanser, we have introduced um, chamomile extract, which, which is rich in apigenin, which will downregulate CD38 because we want people to do it on a regular basis. Um, what we also have that does, that's not related to, to, um, to CD38, but what it does relate to is the usage of NAD is uh, we use resveratrol, Obviously, we're not the only ones who use this veritrol. The problem with, yeah. with uh, and, and you know, as, as, as you know, and as uh, advertised by David Sinclair, uh, resveratrol is an amazing polyphenol, which, we, which you can think of as an antioxidant. Uh, so it's an amazing uh, antioxidant. What it also does, it also ramps up sirtuid activity. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that our skin cannot really break it down. It lacks the enzymes that we have in our digestive tract that break down resveratrol and use it. So yeah, and it's not terribly bioavailable. It right? isn't. Like it it's, isn't. It's a tough one. Not only that, it's a tough one. It actually, in very mild concentrations, is toxic for our skin for those reasons. Um, so what we did in order to, or the patent we use in order to bypass that and make it more bioavailable and less toxic is fermentation. So actually we ferment, we ferment the resveratrol and make up that enzyme that our skin lacks in the fermentation process, uh, Mm -hmm. which makes it significantly less toxic 
or if we want to use uh, numbers, it makes it um, 50 fold less toxic and more bioavailable. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And that's in all the products? So or? That's, we have we have basically a line of products that is called Hero, which is which are our hero products. And um, yeah. in both our day and night cream, we have we have that resveratrol, fermented resveratrol, enhanced resveratrol, we call it. Um, and our night night cream would have our our um, our NR Noble, which is our NAD precursor, the patent that we use. Uh, the reason we do it at night, uh, even though I use it twice a day, uh, <laughs> the reason we, we do it at night is because NAD actually peaks eight hours after supplementation, absorption, that may be. So we actually want to have a peak in the morning when, and then when we use our day cream that has a significant amount of uh, resveratrol, we use that NAD uh, as much as we can, which is which is important to emphasize that our day cream is very, very, very powerful and should be used um, gradually. I really like it. Great. I didn't have any problems with it at all. Where's the GHK? So the GHKCU uh, we use in our eye cream. The reason is is because um, as as a startup, as a as a startup as far as a brand, we wanted to make sure we're we're you were giving results first and then introduce the more longevity um, promoting ingredients such as NR Noble, our patented uh, NAD precursor clicks. So at the moment, our eye cream, which is called eye care, has what we call new age peptides or very uh, advanced peptides. So it does have... Um, uh, GHKCU, which is called copper tripeptide one, which which is an amazing peptide. It, it increases collagen production. It also dilates blood vessels. Amazing, but it also has a complex of other peptides that combat something called glycation, which mm-hmm. in in just to put it simply, it means that our skin becomes thinner, but also more rigid. So if you when, when we smile and we have those lines that are staying there for a while or those uh, more uh, harder patches in our skin, that is caused by glycation. And that is what our eye cream combats. The good news are, uh, as we speak, the new edition of our eye cream already will have the patented NAD precursors within it. So one thing that I know that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast have been, you know, they've been geeking out on, on peptides for a while, the copper peptides and all that. And one of the things that they've been told and that we've been told is if copper peptide is in a product, it will be blue and like, it'll be cobalt blue. And I know that you're very, like, you're not in it to say, oh, you know, we waved a little bit of GHKCU over the vat and hope that some of it would fall in. Like, if I know anything about you at this point, if there's GHKCU in there, it's at a concentration that will be meaningful. And yet it's, you're, the cream's yeah. not blue. It's it's. So can you talk to no. us a bit about that? Because I think that that will be one of those things people will look at. Definitely. And go, not blue. <laughs> yeah. First of all, if you want a little uh, like a method to to know, you know, how what's the concentration of active ingredients in a product, just look at the back of the product. Whatever is higher on the list it means it's it has be more, more concentrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you'll see uh, copper pep tripeptide one 
GHKCU is very high up that list. Um, and the reason the, the, our product is not blue is because we have other active ingredients there that have different colors. So GHKCU is definitely uh, cobalt blue or um, I don't know. Yeah, cobalt blue is a good way to describe it's like a, it. It's a, it's a bright blue. Yeah. Yes. But the, what you really want to consider is high, high, high concentration of it would be between 5 to 8%. Mm-hmm. Okay, it means that um, if it doesn't, if it does have only that blue tint, it means that it doesn't have much else in it. Yes. Okay. And um, our other peptides, which are predominantly milky white, uh, such as Metrixel 3000, mm-hmm. um, and, and which is a pro collagen peptide, and other peptides, and also our other ingredients, kind of. Um, skew that color towards the yellow or kind of a milky yellow color with a slight blue tint. If you look at it at the, in, in the it's, light, it's, it's almost like a shimmer. It's, it's yes. an interesting, it, it, when you look at that eye cream, it's, it's almost like jelly a little bit. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful texture, but it's, you know, and I'm trying to put as little a pump on my finger as possible. Just <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, um, just, just consider the fact that if you see a blue color, it means that there's not, there, in that just not much else. Yeah, exactly. So when, one of the things we talk about in skincare, and that's, I think, really important to mention here is as important as what's in the skincare is, what's also very important about skincare is what's not. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, like both in terms of what people should look for that to not be in their skincare and, and how your skincare is formulated to kind of maybe stay away from some of those bad actors where, you know, you're kind of doing something really good on the one hand. And then on the other hand, you've got this, this nasty additive. This is actually added like aging or damaging. It's a little bit like sunscreen, right? All these people flopping on all this sunscreen that is at its very core, carcinogenic really yeah. tragic so yeah we and i would love to talk about the spf in general but uh before we do that let's let's um again i'm what i you know what i appreciate about our community is how uh people are are you know investigative in nature and they they, they do their own research so what i would always suggest doing when you look at the back of a box you should definitely be Googling and, and looking at each ingredient and see how it affects your skin, which is very important because sometimes uh, as much as we have, um, you know, uh, people pushing their agenda, agenda as far as active ingredients that are positive, sometimes also um, completely, completely irremarkable ingredients and also but, but not very harmful ingredients get a bad rap just because some company decided to kind of, you know, put on their flag the fact that they don't have, just fill in the blank. That's, in that's a really interesting point. You're the second person who's mentioned that to me. So let's talk a little bit about some of that before they kick you yeah, out of so, your hotel room. <laughs> so, so for example, um, we use a type of silicone in our, in our coating that evaporates when it meets the skin. And this, this is, for example, something we're using uh, where, where we do get a lot of questions as far as, uh, uh, oh, I saw a type of silicone in, in your skincare. So our, our silicone, for example, is, is, uh, doesn't really reach your skin, by the way, and, uh, and is, is one of our innovations. 
but, but what we are trying to stay away from is any uh, biomodulating ingredients, ingredients that by applying our skincare once a day or twice a day or as many times as you would like, you would be accumulating in your skin mm -hmm. and accumulating very, very small amount of stressors and damage that would lead to worse outcomes. So when we formulate our skincare, we do emphasize, as much as we emphasize the active ingredients that we have there, we emphasize uh, research on, um, on ingredients that shouldn't be there, which is very, very important to us because we do look at the body as a whole and our skin as a whole as an organ that needs to be cared for. And we don't want just beautiful results. We want also a healthy, vibrant uh, organ. So in, in using you know, my young goose regimen, which I'm, you know, I, I love the, the texture and, and all that stuff. What can I hope to see over time? Is there going, should I expect, you know, and assuming all the things that we started talking about at the beginning of the podcast, that I'm doing all these other things. I may even, I may or may not use GHK as a peptide subcutaneously yeah. injected subcutaneously yeah. um, and doing all the other things that I do. Would I be seeing, is it, because I feel like there's different ways that, that skincare is going to work. Some of it is going to stop further damage from occurring. How much can we, or can someone like me think about, can we reverse some of the skin damage? Like, can we see an improvement? I mean, it's not going to go back to where I was when I was 40 or 35, but would I, can I expect to see a slowing of damage and then maybe a turning back? Or is it really just let's stop you here, which, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing. And we're just going to try not to really slow that damage and progression down. Yeah. So that's an awesome question. I, I love that question. Um, and we should look at a few things here. It's not as, it's not that simple. Okay, so of we, not. <laughs> we, we definitely should be seeing a, a more glowing, tighter and uh, fuller, plumper looking skin, which would then affect how our wrinkles look. Uh, right. We should look at a better uh, distribution of the pigment melanin, which definitely will impact how blotchy or pigmented our skin looks. And yeah. that those are effects that we should be seeing within a month to two months. But really when we wanna look at uh, reversing the apparent signs of aging, we actually need to re-injure the skin and then have the skin repair itself better. So for example, we have a retinol, uh, which we call bioretinol because it does have those biomimetic lipids that repair yeah. skin barrier um, while, while you use it. And that is a product that damages the skin a little bit, and then the skin can recover better. And especially by using those NAD precursors, et cetera, and GHKCU and peptides in our creams, we can then support that healing process better. Um, mm. And that also uh, relates to using or, or having other procedures done as far as microneedling, radiofrequency, which I don't necessarily recommend, um, uh, IPL, laser resurfacing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reason- What about PRP? PRP, uh, PRP, so PRP actually, we, when you wanna look at it is the PRP is not 
when we talk about skin rejuvenation and not necessarily about like, how do you stop my knee from hurting? So PRP, no, no, no. Just talking about when skin we talk about skin rejuvenation, we are actually looking at microneedling and then using PRP afterwards. Right. So the microneedling right. part is the part of that control damage. And then the PRP is supposed to do what our, our skincare products do, which is support the healing process. So the skin heals better than it healed before when it accumulated that damage, basically. So um, the, 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 what I would like to say when we look at that uh, aspect is that there is a give and a take. When we mm. create damage, we exhaust some of the mechanisms of healing that are stored in our cells. Um, so when we, we, you can think of the reason we uh, develop or, or that we have gray hair, we've exhausted, you know, the replenish, replenishing stem cells um, that, that are in, in the base of our hair follicle, just as a heuristic example. And we're doing something similar also in our skin, we're exhausting what we call the high flick limit. So the amount of times our skin can, they can or our cells can, can split and, and regenerate. So be mindful of the regenerative procedures that you're doing. Make sure that, make sure that when you're doing them, you're supporting the healing process with good diet, good habits, uh, sleep, Etc. Because you don't want to do them over and over and over and over again. You 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 want to do them mindfully. Yeah. Well, and also you know there's some interesting in the world of peptides. We also have this interesting world of bioregulator peptides, and one in particular called epitalon, which is from epithalamin, which as one of its hallmark benefits that's being held up and that has been shown in certain studies is that it helps to lengthen telomeres. And if we can, and lengthening of telomeres is what buys us time on this whole Hayflick effect where we don't run out of space on those DNA, on that replication of DNA quite as fast. And, yep. um, you know, so possibly bringing some of those strategies on board at the same time might be beneficial. 100%. And, and, and peptides in general, we can look at them as, as kind of signaling molecules in the body. Um, but if you, if you are into computer coding, you can think of it as, as a computer code. Um, but, but you're, you are, um, you are sending a signal, which then the body needs to listen to that signal needs to, to be, be uh, responsive to that signal. And the reason we want to, uh, be mindful is that we exhaust the response to that signal. Most of the time, mm -hmm. what I'm saying right now is it is a very kind of large encompassing uh, sentence, but peptides or any other signal that we're giving the body, if you give too much of that signal, the body tends to respond less and less and less to it. And obviously, oh, yeah. okay, so, so again, mindfulness, getting a medical professional to walk you through that is definitely highly recommended. But yeah, you're right, Epitalon other uh, peptides that, that improve healing and improve the cost of healing uh, to the body. In terms of using your product, would microneedling maybe, would you say like maybe once a week, once a month before, but that would be specifically the bioretinol, not just the care or the, the moisturizers. 
So bioretinol should be should should we should look at it separately from microneedling. It doesn't improve healing per se. It is the that that uh, that signal for repair that microneedling would be lumped into the same group with. So um, I see. so it's an alternative to microneedling. Alternative or or an add add on or whatever that may be. That's something we can do at home. When we talk about microneedling, maybe we should think of doing it in a professional setting because mm -hmm. the at home tools are not as effective. So if you can do it uh, with a, with a professional aesthetician, uh, medical spa, whatever that may be, that, that might be a better option. And um, what we are doing is a process that the body takes to, to, to respond to between 21 to 28 days. So if you were to do it every week, that's fine, especially if you're doing it at home, but you're kind of, uh, I like to call it, you're mowing the lawn twice, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you probably want to do it every 21 to 28 days. At most. Yeah. And, and do it well. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, you know, I, I mean, we could keep talking for a very long time. Actually, I do want to ask you about one other product that you make because I've been using this religiously and I don't know that much about it. And that's the mask. You have this mask okay. that you handed me as I was walking out of the show and you said, here, take this and use it. I was like, okay. By then I trusted you enough that I was like, okay, I'm just going to use this, but do you want to talk to me a little bit about what's in there so that. Yeah, we can, even though it's not, it's not sold yet. It's, it's a, it's a prototype that uh, you got because we love you. Uh, okay guys. Well, it's coming yes. soon. That's just, this you know. is a mask that, that increases the amount of um, oxygen our, our skin absorbs. So overnight, one of the repair processes of the skin that we want to biohack is the amount of is is the replenish the, the absorption of oxygen or uh, what we call uh, uh, cutaneous respiration. So our skin yeah. kind of breathes. So we improve that breathing. You can look at it like like a, like a breath strip for our skin. Uh, <laughs> and and that's that's a really 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 cool biohack. It's a very simple biohack. It's actually something that can be done uh, if you do use our products overnight and you don't want to kind of change your regimen, you can use that mask for 10 minutes and wash it off, or you can leave it for mm -hmm. your entire night, kind of as your night cream, and then use the night cream, our night cream that has the NAD precursors. You can use it in the morning. Um, but that mask, yeah, that's what it does. It increases the amount of oxygen your skin absorbs and, and can then use in order to fuel its cellular function. So we're kind of biohacking your skin to behave like a younger yeah. skin. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I mean, I because I've been using that longer than anything else, and I feel, and I'm, I'm not one that notices this stuff necessarily, but I feel like my it's just brighter. Yeah, and I've been using it now for about a month, right? right. So I just feel like it's 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 a little bit brighter. So what, um, what, what I would caution against is using it next to your eyebrows or your hairline because it is going to bleach it because it does again it's ox oxidative. Yeah, so far so good. Great. I'm good. Great. <laughs> My eyebrows are dark. I could lose a couple. It's not the end of the world. I, got you. <laughs> I think we've been, this is almost like a marathon. So, and we could keep going, but I think that in the interest of your time and everybody else's time, maybe what we can do is say that you're going to tell us where people can reach you and how they can buy your products if they want to, or how to follow you, your podcast, the whole nine yards. And then maybe what we'll do is we'll plan another episode for when you've some of those things up in the pipeline start to trickle down again. What I would say, yeah, fantastic. What I would say is that we're, there is a conference that is called the American Academy for, for Anti-Aging Medicine that's in December. Yeah, A4M. And yeah, A4M. 
And we have a product that we're aiming to launch uh, there. We're kind of low-key uh, already uh, already have ha- have some some people that that are using it, but that is a mTOR down regulator, uh, which is hmm. really really cool. It's a serum. We'll send you some. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and that is that's an awesome product that 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 we'll talk about next time. But in general, just let's let's just say how how you can reach us. So we're we love Instagram. We're very popular on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or very active on Instagram, uh, which is young underscore boost underscore skincare. That's our handle. Uh, if you want to follow me specifically, I'm not very active, but my name is Amitai Eshel, as you can see from kind of down there in the uh, in the window. Yeah. You look for me. There are not there are not many. <laughs> it's basically only me so, uh, yeah, so you'll, see, you'll see me there um our podcast is called uh biohacking beauty or the biohacking beauty podcast and that's in any way shape or form you consume your podcasts from uh youtube to to any podcast audio audio podcast platform and there we're doing basically what we did here we just dive into a subject that would optimize our health and find ways to that people would use it. We bring on uh, very, very, very interesting people in their own fields of expertise. And then your website for people decide they'd like to try a couple of your products. So our website is uh, younggoose.com. Uh, younggoose is one word uh, and then .com. Yeah. If you want to use one product and you want to try us out, I'd recommend our uh, cream that which is called care nighttime repair okay so the nighttime one yeah it's not necessarily for the nighttime i use it twice a day it's an amazing product and uh that's our kind of hero product so if you want to give one product a chance that would be this one if you want to do more than one i would go for the care lion which has uh care for the night care boost for the day and then eye care which you could use twice a day which has uh ghkcu and other peptides amazing and then uh you guys if uh if you do decide that you're going to try any of these products uh amitaius has very generously um extended a 20 percent discount to all of our listeners and all you have to do for that is use promo code superhuman 20 so amitai thank you so much for your time today and it's i, I believe it's all caps and it's all caps sorry 20. so superhuman all caps 20 but it'll be in the show notes so everybody can see it there so thank you so much for your time today. It's first of all, it was such a pleasure to meet you in person and it's such a pleasure to speak with you. The pleasure frankly is all mine and uh, we love you. Uh, we love you. I love you personally and we love you. I love you right back you guys. You and Anastasia, <laughs> you guys have got to see Anastasia too. She's something else. Anyway, thank you yes. so much Amitai. Pleasure. Thank you Natalie. Bye, take care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answered a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. 
Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.